Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also coming to you live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Great to be with you uh, as we come off a very exciting Premier League weekend. Lots of stories to talk about. Of course, the big story. Uh, the big kahuna. Liverpool lose their first game of the season 3-0 in very unlikely fashion uh, at Vicarage Road to Watford Football Club. Look, uh, we're going to talk about this a little bit, but... <clears throat> A couple of things to keep in mind here. Uh, first of all, I've been saying on this show for a long time that Watford are a decent club, a good club that were in a position at the bottom of the table that I felt they didn't belong in. And so I, you know, wasn't overly shocked. I, I, I think the thing that shocked me the most wasn't the fact that Liverpool lost. It was the, the quality of the performance they put in. Not to take anything away whatsoever from uh, the great, I mean, the, the A-plus 100% match that Watford put in. I mean, Liverpool looked like I haven't seen them in a long time, uh, like that fire in their belly wasn't there. And I know they fought and they fought and they tried, but I don't know. It just, it just look, I, we're going to see. We're going to see midweek this week, uh, Liverpool will face Chelsea uh, in the FA Cup. And, of course, uh, over the weekend, they will face, I want to say it's uh, Bournemouth is their next match in the Premier League. Uh, we're going to see. If there is a lack of fire in the belly, it's a problem because, yes, the Premier League is wrapped up. But I know the faithful have hopes for some actual silverware as well as the Premier League trophy they would love to see an fa cup or a champions league trophy find its way to anfield as well this year so you know that's the other part of the equation uh, we will find out i am tempted to say mm, just a bad day at and off the office and that you know the pressure of the unbeaten streak uh, is just you know doesn't end and by the way arsenal uh, oh well look let's talk about this when we come back all right fifth street soccer you can find me on twitter at nickgeber n-i-c-k-g-e-b-e-r i'll be right back after this <laughs> All right, welcome back to Street Soccer. Nick Eber with you. We're talking about the Premier League and what happened this weekend with Liverpool. I mean, there's loads of anal loads of analysts and pundits and everybody chiming in with their two cents worth about this 3-0 Watford victory at victory Vicarage Road. Once again, Watford are a good club. And this brings up a whole range of issues, particularly as we come into the 25th season of Major League Soccer here in the United States, uh, kicking off with a new team uh, in uh, David Beckham's uh, Miami. 
And I, I think it just it, it's such a wonderful reminder of the drama and excitement that has been robbed from us by Major League Soccer in their continuing structure as a single entity, non-relegation, non-promotion league. And, and look, you're going to say, Nick, what are you talking about? I'm going to tell you. Look, I, I think the toughest matches Liverpool have played this season, outside, I'm saying outside of the Man United match, which they drew, because that's a rivalry and you can never write off rivalries, have been the last few matches. Look, they played Norwich at Carrow Road. They beat Norwich 1-0. Norwich, absolute bottom of the table. They gave Liverpool a torrid time. Followed up immediately thereafter by West Ham United. Liverpool had to come from two goals behind to beat West Ham. And by the way, don't forget the fact, Liverpool conceded five goals in the last two games to relegation-challenged teams. And then finally, losing 3-0 to Watford. What do all of these three teams, Watford, Norwich, West Ham United, what do they have in common at the time these games were played? You know what it is? It is relegation. These teams are fighting for their lives. Liverpool have this Premier League wrapped up. They're going to win the Premier League hands down, no questions asked. And they've earned it. And we're going to talk about the record and what it means and, uh, you know, the disappointment that runs rampant everywhere. But let's just focus in on this. The three teams in the last three matches that at Liverpool conceded five goals to, and, and none of these matches have been runaway. And forget the West Ham match. I mean, 3-2, that was hardly a runaway. They had to come back, they had to come back from 3-2 down. It's relegation. It's the fact that West Ham, Watford, and Norwich were fighting for their lives. Think about that for a minute. That these teams, everyone's saying, oh, the Premier League, it's this, it's that, it's, you know, it's rubbish, it's uh, not competitive, give me a break, huh? Give me a break. Are you telling me that if FC Cincinnati were playing last year Atlanta United or NYCFC, that they and they were in danger of getting relegated to USL? That they wouldn't have fight, fight, fight. Instead, you've got a team that played 34 games in the league last season and won six. Lost 22. And you know what their punishment is? Their punishment is to get a first-round draft pick. I mean, it is a standing joke. And yeah, you can look at the top of the table and say, yes, New York, Atlanta. I mean, how did it end up last year? We know how it ended up. And on the uh, western side, LAFC and the Sounders, you could make the same claim of Vancouver Whitecaps. They won eight games. They lost 16. These teams had nothing to play for. I mean, at what point did it matter 
to FC Cincinnati fans. Now they still came out in droves because they support their team, and that is and that is the cynical side of MLS's structure is that they rely on these fans to come out and support their team no matter what. Support a team that has six wins and 22 losses and nothing to play for. No drama. No soap opera. No nothing except a guaranteed ticket to come back in 2020 and give it another shot. Give it another go, guys. Anyone surprised to see the Rapids and you know, 12, 12 wins for the Rapids last year? Woo! Wow. I mean, it, it is it, it is that drama. The fact that we have 10 games left in the Premier League and you are seeing the three teams fighting relegation, battling the top runaway leader of the Premier League to a standstill. And people talk about the Premier League being non-competitive and, and the bullcrap you hear from MLS about parity and, you know, want to keep it even. It's rubbish. I'm so sick and tired of it. It's so uninteresting to me. I really am totally uninterested. Not because I want to be. Not because I want to be uninterested. But it's hard to be interested, isn't it? I mean, okay, into Miami, kick off the 2020 season with a loss. Okay, woohoo. So what, they're going to get another 22 losses on the season, like FC Cincinnati last year? FC Cincinnati also lost in the opening day. It, it, it's, and I know if you're tuning into the show to hear me talk about the Premier League like I do week in and week out, it, it's, it's fine. I, I, I'm with you. I'm going to get there. <coughs> Excuse me. I promise you I'm going to get there. Back to it. But this is such an important example. Let's go back to the Premier League for a minute. And let's talk about the game, the other game that Liverpool dropped points in way back on the 20th of October. Man United were in 14th place in the table at that time. Liverpool were unbeaten in their last eight games. And Man United fought them at Old Trafford to a 1-1 draw. There's a mid-table team fighting an unbeaten top-tier team. A team that up to that point had only lost one game, and that was the previous season. So, if we look forward to Liverpool's le next match against a team that I think is just absolute rubbish, which is Eddie Howe's Bournemouth. You know what, though? Bournemouth? Let let's look at all the relegated teams. How did they all do this weekend? These teams that would be the, um, the bottom dwellers of... Let 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 let's equate these teams to their Major League Soccer uh, equivalents, shall we? 
FC or let, let's look at East and West. So let's say Orlando and uh, uh, FC Cincinnati uh, with 24 points and Sporting KC of Vancouver. Let's say those are the bottom four. The bottom four this weekend, I only have a minute, so we're going to get back to this on the other side of the break here. We're all in action over the weekend. Norwich City, well, you know what? It's such an important point. I, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to blow it here. I, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about it uh, when I get back. All right, uh, Fifth Street Soccer, Nick Eber with you. I'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. Fifth Street Soccer, Nick Eber with you. Uh, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also live on uh, Sirius XM 211. Dan Patrick Sports. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. Such a pleasure to speak with you as I do each and every weekday. Weeknight, really. 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. On the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. By the way, we also stream live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn, and of course the award-winning Sirius XM app. And if you've missed any part of this show, uh, you can find it immediately at its conclusion at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. This show is brought to you by Bet Online, and uh, I like to make a bet or two, by the way, in case you didn't know that. And um, Bet Online has so much great betting for anything you want, whether it's college basketball, whether it's NHL. This you know this time of year, of course, NFL is over. If it's uh, football, you like soccer. We've got, uh, of course, loads of Premier League and Major League Soccer and uh, Serie A and La Liga and Champions League and Europa League. And the Euros coming up, there'll be lots of betting on that. Look, Bet Online uh, has it all for you. You want to head over there. And the other point I want to make to you, if you like to bet on sports, is that you know you wouldn't go to a court hearing without a lawyer right you wouldn't go to uh, get your health checked by your mechanic or yourself right you wouldn't just read the encyclopedia of health or go wikipedia if you're having some sort of symptoms you go to a doctor right you will bring along an expert for for you whether you go to court whether you're going to the hospital you're going to bring an expert in their field with you, which is why when you go to the window to place a sports bet, don't go alone. Bring an expert with you in your back pocket. And folks, my friends at Picks and Parlays, they have the expert handicappers to help you make the right bet. That's picksandparlays.net. Uh, check them out. You can see, hear me on their show, by the way, uh, every day. At uh, I'm not on every day, but I, I do a segment for, for soccer. I don't sell my picks, by the way. They're always free, and uh, you can get the same picks here on this show. But check them out at Picks and Parlays. They've got a lot of free picks for you. They do have expert picks as well. But check them out, picksandparlays.net. Let's get back to it. So the point that I was making in the last segment was the all the excitement and the discussion about Liverpool losing their first match of the season. And by the way, I want to remind everybody. Everybody that can listen, that has a memory longer than, you know, what uh, NBC Sports wants to give them. The Liverpool have one loss and one draw. So they have basically dropped five points. Five points 
out of 84. So they have 79 out of 84 possible points. In case you forget this, last season, how many games did Liverpool lose last season? Well, they, you know what? No, they lost one. They lost one point. They lost one game last season. How many games did Manchester City lose last season? They lost four. How many games have Manchester City lost this season? They've lost six. Manchester City have lost ten games in the 38 games of last season and the for 27 games now for Man City this season. And they've lost ten. So I wouldn't send up flares and panic and alarm bells about Liverpool Football Club. I would ignore that. I think, you know, it's so difficult. This is not the era of uh, Arsenal's un the unbearables, I'll call them. And by the way, they went one season unbeaten. Liverpool gone longer than a season unbeaten. It's just, it's just kind of between this season and last season, it was, what, 44 games. I think Arsenal went 49 games in all competitions but they drew an awful lot more games than Liverpool did I think so I read somewhere they drew like 20 or I saw it, they drew 27 games or something like that or 17 I mean Liverpool have what drawn seven and lost two also a slightly different era the era of Arsenal where Arsenal really totally dominated at that point I mean there was no Man City really pushing Arsenal in 2003-2004 in that season in fact, if you want, and, I, and I'm, excuse me, I, I, I know I digress. We were talking about uh, the uh, the rat race, right? Um, I mean, Chelsea lost seven games that season uh, and had 79 points. Uh, Arsenal had 90 points. But Arsenal drew 12 matches. I mean, there was a huge gap. And, and look, you, I know you can say there's a huge gap this season between Liverpool and Man City. And, and there is a much bigger gap, by the way, than there was in 2003-2004, which was the unbeatable season. The point I'm trying to make is, I think... I, I'm not sure that the level of competition was quite as good but either way the statistic stands so gunas can breathe a sigh of relief because their team is just god awful currently mid-table mired in pure mediocrity and by the way a hell of a tough game coming up for arsenal this weekend at home against west ham united but let's get back to the point that i was making I wanted to say let's look last uh, let's look at last weekend's matches. Norwich City played Leicester City at Carroll Road. The bottom dwellers played the third top team in the league, team that has impressed that was sitting in second place for a large portion of the season. And guess what? They beat them. You know why they beat them? Well, we've been talking about Leicester City looking a little a little bit tired, a little bit fatigued, long season, not a particularly big squad. I get all that, yada, yada, yada. Right? But, but this is Norwich City. This is crap, crap city. Which, by the way, is totally unfair. So I, I, I just say that to make a point, not to insult the Canaries anyway. 
But this is a team that lost 17 out of 28 games, right? Drew only drawn six of them and drawn six of them. So, I mean, out of 28 games, 23 of them have not been a win. This is a team that's conceded 51 goals. I mean, the only team that's conceded more goals is Villa. And they scored the fewest goals short of Newcastle United. And they go to the number three team in the league and they fight them and they win at home 1-0 against Leicester City. They win. You know why they win? You know why they won? First of all, none of the teams in the Premier League are rubbish. You can't be a rubbish team and be in the Premier League. Second of all, they, even though they are on the express elevator to the championship, down that is, they aren't prepared to give up without a fight. They don't want to be relegated. Despite the fact that those are all the players that saw them up from the championship, they don't want to go down. For whatever reasons, pride, money, you know, you name it, the, the badge. Coming into the 28th game of the season with 10 games to go, the team that's dead bottom, the FC Cincinnati of the Premier League, last season's FC Cincinnati, is fighting for their survival and gets a three points, gets a win at home against the number three team in the league. You know who else was in the relegation zone? Was West Ham United. And they were at home to a Southampton team under Ralph Hasenhutl that was putting together some good results. But you know what? Despite the fact that David Moyes is their manager, they bust their ass and got a 3-1 win at home at the London Stadium against Southampton. One of the best away teams in the league. Why? Well, let's see. Because they don't want to be relegated. So here we go. 28 games, 10 to go. And the team that was sitting right in the relegation zone fought another team who was a good team with a good away record to a 3-1 victory at home rather than just say, oh, you know what, we've got nine more games we've got to suffer through here for the fans so that we can get that first-round pick and move on. I mean, there is no better example of what's been going on, of why you need this. And finally, and finally... Watford. Look, we talked about Nigel Pearson and, and, and this period where he came in right around, uh, you know, end of December. And they started to get some results and they started to come up the, off the bottom of the floor of the table. Remember, I used my dust boot analogy. I said they were like the submarine that was slowly rising to the surface. But then, boy, they hit a four-game skid of crap results. Uh, losing to Villa, losing to Everton, drawing uh, Brighton. Losing 3-0 to United at Old Trafford. But then, my God, relegation staring them in the face. What happens? At Vicarage Road, they host the unbeaten gods of the Premier League. And they put on a performance led by wily veteran Troy Deeney. A 3-0 thumping. 
of the champions of England this year, Liverpool Football Club. Great story. We only have that story because we have promotion and relegation. All right, I'm going to pick it up on the other side. I'll be right back. I'm sorry. I get passionate about this, and I can't help myself. You know, I, I really, I love everything about Elvis Costello. I mean, oh, such a such a genius, genius songwriter, performer. Uh, God, I mean, I just remember getting those first early Attraction albums back in the 70s. By the way, today is my birthday. That's right, I'm going to just put it out there. Today is my birthday. I am uh, another year older. And when I'm telling you I remember the Elvis Costello and the Attraction albums from the late 70s, maybe you can get a, an idea of the, the number that I'm celebrating on my cake today, which I won't actually have. You know why I won't have a cake? Because when you get to be my age, no one really gives a rat's ass about your birthday. No one cares. I got kids. They're, gonna, they're not going to buy me a present, give me a card, do anything. Anything spent day, business as usual. But their birthdays are important, but of course that's, you know, what being a parent is all about. I uh, recently broke up with my uh, fiancé, so I uh, won't be getting any uh, gifts or, uh, or, or any uh, sweet notes from her. And you know what, guys? I don't care. I don't care, because I'm not a two-year-old, and... I just had the best entertainment I could have possibly had this weekend. And look, I'm a Liverpool fan, just so that you know that I have been for decades. And yeah, I was gobsmacked and, 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 and gut-wrenched that we lost. But at the same token, I'm tipping my hat to Watford and that incredible performance they put in. And I'm looking at the Liverpool squad saying, you know, they look a little tired. And I wouldn't have expected them to be because they did get that midweek rest, you know, that mid uh, that winter break. But, you know, look, there's a lot of competitions. And quite frankly, the Premier League is wrapped up. And if you have to invest mental capital in what? Worrying about the FA Cup and the Champions League. And remember, they've got a 1-0 deficit uh, to Atletico Madrid they have to overcome. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, you know, I'm not surprised. Uh, in many ways, look, this can have two effects for Liverpool. I'm going to get back to the bottom end of the table here, the arse end of the table here in a second. It can either... <clears throat> you know, put the constant chatter about records being overturned and and all this, that, and the other um, behind them, and now they can play with a level of freedom, or they can think about that atrocious performance they put in against Watford, and they can continue on that vein in their next Premier League match, which is against another relegation side, Bournemouth.
by the way, we were talking about the arse end of the table. I was telling you about why promotion relegation is so important because here we go. Bournemouth Football Club, AFC Bournemouth. They host Chelsea Football Club. They were in 16th position in danger of getting into the relegation zone. They just lost 3-0 to Burnley. They'd lost 2-1 to Sheffield United. And remember, Bournemouth were dead bottom of the table up until end of January. They were even beaten by Norwich. And then they host Chelsea. Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Now, I will... I will say this. Chelsea, unlike Liverpool, have a few excuses. Uh, they have a lot of injuries. And they don't have a particularly deep squad. Remember, they had the transfer ban. Then it was open for the window, but they didn't really sign anybody. I mean, Pulisic was their biggest signing. My understanding is he's still injured. Uh, by the way, he wasn't signed in January. Just FYI, as you know. But they go to Bournemouth, Chelsea, and they get a 2-2 draw. And Bournemouth managed to get a point out of a match that I think if you asked anybody a week or two prior, they would have told you there was no way Bournemouth were winning that match because they are, they, they are, were, um, will be rubbish. Well, at the vitality, they were not. They got a 2-2. And... Do I need to go on? Let's look at some of the other incredibly important matches. Let's go now to the top end of the table. Well, you're playing for something that's meaningful, a spot in the Champions League. One of my favorite teams this season. Absolute favorite teams. By the way, another team gave Liverpool a torrid time. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Go to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and yes, okay, again, I will give Jose Mourinho the benefit of the doubt. He has had two key injuries to his two best players. I mean, uh, it's you become an average team when your two best players are not on the pitch, and you really have just two players that are far and beyond better than anybody else out there. But never mind. What did I say? By the way, I gave some betting tips, and I have them here. So let's take a look at how I did on my betting tips, my bet online betting tips that I gave everybody uh, last week before these matches. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, West Ham, Southampton. Okay, folks, I got this one dead wrong. I said Southampton were going to win this one and to take Southampton at plus 154. But let's look at the other two matches I gave you. Uh, let's start with uh, Everton, Man United. I think I said that... Uh, that was going to be a draw, plus 230. And guess what? That was a draw. That would have played you plus 230. And finally, Tottenham Wolves. This is what I told you. That this is a Wolves side. And this is literally from my notes. A Wolves side playing some excellent football. They've only lost one in the last six. That was to Liverpool. And they gave them a torrid time. Raul Jimenez is one of the few number nines and is brilliant. And Adama Troy's power creates all sorts of space and opportunities. I said Tottenham had won the reverse fixture earlier in the season. But Wolves were going to get payback on this game. And you know what happened? What do you think happened? Who gets the winning goal? 
Raul Jimenez in the 73rd minute. The wily Mexican gets the go gets the goal. And if you had followed my uh, betting picks on that one, and you had put them in for the win at plus 215, you would be smiling all the way to the bank on both of those picks that I gave you. So a little bit of self-congratulation there. But Wolverhampton Wanderers fighting for something meaningful, fighting to get into that fifth spot, right? Man United played Everton. I said that was going to be a draw. That was a draw. It's tightening up. Look, United in fifth place in that Champions League spot. 42 points. Guess who else has 42 points? Wolves. By the way, Tottenham are out. There's too many injuries to key players on this team. I was shocked that Sheffield United did not win at home against Brighton. I don't think Sheffield have the gumption, have the stamina for this final run-in. I don't expect them to string together a ton of great results. Having said that, they're playing fellow promoted team Norwich next at Bramall Lane. And, and you know what? I'm not saying they're going to win this because Norwich are fighting for their lives. Now, Sheffield United are only two points out of that Champions League spot, so they're still going to fight. That's going to be a great match. By the way, these are, TCs, these are two teams that's, you know seen each other and played each other all the last season in the Championship. But what's happening is Liverpool staying at the top, big clearance to Man City. Of course, Man City, congratulations, by the way, on their third Carabao Cup in a row. They still managed to get silverware, despite... You know, what's being seen by many as a disastrous season. Having said that, great Champions League result, by the way, for Man City. Isn't the Premier League fun, guys? You know, Leicester City, the big disappointment. I mean, no no wins in the last four games. Two draws, two losses. And, and they've come to, like, Norwich, as we talked about. They've come to, uh, they get a, a loss to Man City, no surprise. Uh, they drew Wolves, no surprise. They drew Chelsea. And the last game they, they won was West Ham United back in January. They're on a, they're on a slide. And, and it could open up. I still think they'll, they've got enough in them because there's only 10 games left to see themselves into that top four finish. But let's talk about the fifth spot and the fourth spot. There's almost no points. There's five points between Tottenham in seventh place. Well, let's do it this way. There's three points. There's one game, one result between Wolves in sixth and Chelsea in four. And you've got Chelsea, Man United and Wolves all vying for those last two spots, fourth and fifth place. This is why. It's so important. And if we look at who the relegation battlers are playing this weekend, are you ready for this? Bournemouth face Liverpool. Ouch. At Anfield. Ouch. I am going to say, I do not expect Bournemouth to beat Liverpool at Anfield, despite Liverpool's last two poor results, giving up six goals. Five goals. Bad news for Eddie Howe. But wait a minute, Aston Villa, equally bad news. They're going to the King Power Stadium to face Leicester City. And oh, by the way, Norwich City, also bad news, as we mentioned, going to Bramall Lane to face Sheffield United. So this is a, ch a chance now uh, for Watford 
to get some more clearance as they're away at Selhurst Park at Crystal Palace. They can get a bit more clearance this weekend. And uh, uh, West Ham and, and Brighton have tough outings. West Ham are facing a very bizarre Arsenal team that got has had a couple of wins in a row. Uh, and and um, Brighton are facing that wonderful Wolverhampton Wanderers team at Molyneux. So I will tell you that... Uh, it's exciting at the bottom of the table, unlike uh, the MLS table where, you know, I'm sure those FC Cincinnati and Orlando City and Vancouver and Sporting KC fans were just thrilled when they were, what, 25 games into the season and they were sitting at the bottom of the table with hmm, uh, thinking about next season and coming right back and playing the same thing again. Look, if you want this drama that we talk about day in and day out in the Premier League, you're not going to get it in Major League Soccer. I'm sorry. Doesn't mean you can't support your team and love your team and go out and uh, buy the gear and, you know, feel an identity to them. But the league they play in is rubbish. It's not exciting. It's not compelling. There's no drama. It's not a soap opera. It's essentially, it's a made-for-TV scripted reality series that everyone knows is fake if you have to use it as a comparison. What was that one where they were, uh, they'd open these storage units and they had them seeded with all this stuff beforehand? I mean, same sort of thing. All right, well, listen, that's going to wrap this segment up for me. I'm going to have to go. You can find me on Twitter, at Nagiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me here on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, every weeknight, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, talking the beautiful game with you. Uh, once again, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world, listening on the American Forces Network. And just a reminder before the break, check out Bet Online. Great odds. Great place if you want to make a small wager. And, of course, my good friends at Picks and Parlays, you can find me on there as well, talking football on a regular basis. Go check them out if you want to bet on sports. Lots of free picks, and their expert picks are there for you as well. All right, I'll be right back after this to wrap it up. All right, well, we're going to be getting... Uh, you know, more into Major League Soccer and talking about the situations with the domestic league, which, you know, again, I'm going to tell you once again, does not quicken my pulse. Doesn't mean there aren't exciting games. Doesn't mean that the teams are all rubbish. Doesn't mean that it's not a league worthy of you watching, but it is a league that is a cookie-cutter generic league that is presented to you in the format that they would like that is pushed down your throat in the format that the owners want, and you are told by their commissioner to love it or leave it. I would suggest to you, I would leave it, and I have, despite having worked for an uh, MLS club back in the day, I would leave it, and my, my passion is with the Premier League. Your passion can be for whatever it is you want, but ask the question. Don't let mediocrity be presented to you as... The best there is. You know a Mazda Miata is not a Ferrari. It's a Mazda Miata. It's a budget-minded, sporty-looking little car that they don't make anymore versus, you know, the best of the best. Oh, sorry, Lambo people or McLaren folks. So, you know, don't buy the BS, folks. Ask the questions 
And don't be afraid to advocate for the things that you love and the league that you love. Make changes. It's going to take time. It will come soon enough. And I will come back soon enough as well. I will be back with you tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern time. In the meantime, find me on Twitter at Nikibre, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. That's where you will find me. And once again, check out my good friends at Picks and Parlays right here on this same network at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific for the best in sports betting tips. All right, until tomorrow, folks, have a great night. Cheers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.